Hello everybody, this is Curtis from Trumbull letting you know that we are brought to you by Shudder. Shudder is the horror movie streaming service that brings you all the latest and greatest that horror has to offer. But you don't have to take my word for it. You can use TremblePod, that's T-R-E-M-B-L-E-P-O-D, when you sign up for an account. This will give you a free 30-day trial on us, so you can check it out for yourself. With that said, let's get on with this week's episode. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Trouble, the horror movie podcast. I'm Rose Curtis. With me, as always, is Stephen Taylor. How are you two doing? Pretty good. All right. Yeah. 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 Uh, We're we're graduating today. We're going to prom. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, for better or for worse. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, I think I was watching, like, that uh, In Search of Darkness documentary, and they were talking about the Prom Night series, and I'm like... I've never seen any of these movies. Maybe it might be good to put this on the docket for Trumbull. We'll check it out. I'm quite happy never watching these movies ever again, to be completely yeah, honest. Yeah, I think <laughs> I'm pretty good on that, too. Because yeah. I don't remember... I, I, I feel like I've... Because I, I recognize snippets from, from both movies, but I don't remember where or when I would have seen either of them. So it gets kind of tricky when we're coming to the first time we watched these ones because i know i've seen them before i just don't know when mm. fair i mean it was probably our canadian cable channels because both movies yeah. are canadian from what i can tell mm-hmm. so uh but yeah we're we're talking about both uh well there, apparently there's like four or five prom night movies but not including the remake and then there's also the 2008 remake as well but uh we're talking about the original prom night and then Hello, Mary Lou, Prom Night 2. Uh, which, from what the internet has told me, they're the two best Prom Night movies. Uh, Oof. Again, That's rough. A little arguable. I don't think any of them are good. But I, I, I do, when we get to the second one, I do have some nice things to say about the second movie, but the th- the f- first one's a little, little rougher. Um, but what is Prom Night even about? Well, the slasher movie follows a relentless killer who is out to avenge the death of a young girl who died after being bullied and teased by four of her classmates. Now high school students, the guilt-ridden kids have kept their involvement a secret, but when they uh, start being murdered one by one, it's clear that someone knows the truth. Also coping with the past are the members of the dead girl's family, most notably her prom queen sister, Kim Hammond. So... The you know the ending as soon as it happens, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they, the movie. Definitely... Oh, sorry. I got it. Sorry, I'm just getting a call right now. Just give me one sec. I'm just gonna mute here. Okay. I really apologize about that, guys. We all did. Oh, because stripe. Well, stripe show boy disappears right right as soon as that beginning. The twin, the the brother who is clearly the brother because they're wearing the same outfit. He disappears. Uh, Steve, you say it's obvious, but I was smoking weed, so nothing is. <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair, fair enough. But I don't know when I'm watching it. Uh, I, as soon as that happens, I'm like, it's the brother. I mean, I will say I was a little like, huh? It's the brother. Interesting. But again, I was smoking weed, so. <laughs> I honestly, when it when it did that little montage at the end, I thought it was gonna be the sister, like the one who died like for some reason mm. coming back to life because <laughs> like 
I, I don't know. I thought that was the twist that was going on, I but then, it, then it was the brother. I thought it was we don't get supernatural to the end, to the second one. No. Mm. I, I agree with Taylor, though. I thought it was going to be the the sister would come back to life. Like, she'd just been, mm-hmm. like, Jason voorhees in it. And, like, she was just <laughs> hanging out in a shed or something. And then she finally came back to kill him. So I was a little surprised it was the brother. I, I do feel like the Me movie too. could have maybe given the brother a bit more exposition to explain why he did what he did like i maybe get it like oh your sister dies but it was like uh, kind of used a little bit more for like why you go from like being a little like outraged at these people to just go in and killing them but yeah, yeah. and the killer looks like such a fucking wiener <laughs> at all times but like still has like some overpowering abilities but at the same time looks so like like, like I'm a slender dude. It, it looks like me coming to kill people, and it doesn't. That's not scary. <laughs> you would be coming <laughs> to kill people with your uh, review of the Snyderverse movies. And... <laughs> yeah, I am. A, I'm aiming, aiming for the juggler, especially if you come at me about Rebel Moon or anything. Um, yeah. then I, I am murderous, I guess. So yeah, I guess I can be scary in in certain <laughs> forms. Yeah. But I mean, but he has the power to cleanly sever a head with an axe. Yeah. But yet he is so like, even in the end, he is so like overpowered and stuff. And you're just like, it just, as soon as you see like a full, full, full on shot of him, you're like, Oh, that doesn't look scary at all. Mm -hmm. Also, why, if it is the brother, who's the killer, Mm -hmm. why did he wait so goddamn long to get his revenge? Like he's just totally fine. Yeah, he's totally fine up to a certain point, and then all of a sudden he's like, nah, now it's time now, fam. Fuck prom. I hate this. Yeah. We're gonna do this now. This is, a good this is the long con. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, we just needed one scene where he's like, I'm gonna clip him at the at the prime, or I don't know, something. I mean, I'm sure it probably still would have been stupid, but like, just, I needed something. I needed something to give a little bit more motivation for this guy. Mm-hmm. Well, um, the whole motivation for making the movie is they got a cool floor, right? Is that what well, you guys? That's what I took from it. I'm like, this movie is built around this floor. Yeah, like, and this going on. Yeah, <laughs> long, long dancing scenes, like yes. way too long. Like you couldn't tighten that shit up. Like, what is this movie about? I mean, Steve Rosa discovered the fact that like this was made in like the 1979, 1980 when yeah. the government would have just given you a million dollars. It didn't matter who you were just to make a movie. Like it's fair. Oh, you, you, you have like an idea. Sure. Here's a million dollars. Go make your movie. And we're going to slap a bunch of like made in Canada stickers on it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Including Leslie Nielsen. Yes, exactly. Who, Leslie, who is... was he? Who even was he? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's great that he's in this, but it's almost like he's not in this because he's not like as most people probably know him. Yeah, you know, and and he has like nothing to do. Exactly, he shows up for like two scenes and then he just fucks off and he's never like. What is the point? I don't understand. There's zero zero point. Um, and and it's funny to think that Paul uh, Paul Lynch, the guy who directed this film, he originally conceived this movie to be about a psychotic gynecologist, and he was shopping around Hollywood, and there was basically all everyone's like told him they're like, yeah, this this movie is completely like repulsive and distasteful, and he's like, oh, okay, maybe I should change it. 
and then this movie came out of it. Maybe no. I'll just make it in Canada where I can get anything made. You know, yeah, I, 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 I'm just, I'm just kind of like, you were shopping around a script about a psychotic gynecologist. Amazing. Like, yeah. Holy shit. Oh, that, I mean. In 1979? There, yeah, there, there's, <laughs> there's some sexual weirdness in the second one especially that oh, kind of would make kind of would make sense for that premise to be honest yeah. including like full-on incest oh yeah mm-hmm. yeah yeah thankfully yeah. this one didn't quite go that far but uh... no <laughs> you can tell that they wanted to get a little nudie stuff in it and he probably just wasn't able to do it yeah uh so most of the first time we watched this movie I can't remember. Like I said in the beginning, I, I can't remember. And it's going to be the same for the next one. So uh, I, it was a rewatch for the podcast, but I have no gauge on when I saw these movies. Fair. Mm, I had definitely heard of these movies before, um, but I had not actually watched them in their entirety until the podcast. So I watched them a couple weeks ago. Uh, yeah, it was the first time I watched I feel like I've watched scenes from the second movie, but I hadn't seen it in full. And yeah, like this is this is the first time I properly watched through both of them. Uh, you could probably a one time watch for me, but yeah, first time, first time watch. Uh, all right. Uh, unsurprisingly, maybe there's not a whole lot of people emailing in about uh, <laughs> but Tyler asks is the 2008 remake worth watching I don't know couldn't tell you haven't seen it no okay no it's bad too it's bad too and it's it's confused and it's all over the place and they also give the reveal on the killer like right I think it's like right in the first 15 minutes of it so it's yeah it's just not even worth giving a look at it seems mm. like it has a good cast it has Idris Elba in uh, this is all pre, like, uh, well, I mean, for for Idris, this is post the wire, but he still isn't Idris Elba at this point. You know what I mean? But I mean, Brittany Snow is in this one. I mean, she's now horror staple with Axe. Uh, Jessica Stroop. This is pre nine hundred two one zero. James Ransoni, who is like Scott Derrickson's favorite dude. If you've seen Sinister or either Sinister movies, uh, Kellen Lutz is in this one. Ming Na, good old Ming Na. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it's got a solid cast to it, but it is just not, not, a, not a good movie. Well, definitive word from Steve: Don't watch Prom Night 2008. Uh, it's the same guy that remade The Stepfather as well oh, that did that one, uh, Nelson McCormick. And the thing is, too, is I having not seen the movie. But just knowing how movies were in 2008, I feel like it would probably be a, like a neutered down version. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the, those sterilized uh, remakes, because I think an April's Fool's Day came out in that time. Like yeah. all those watered down between uh, 05 and 09. There are so many of these watered down remakes. It's crazy. And then, like, in there is also the Rob Zombie ultra-violent remakes of Halloween. So, I, I don't know, man. They were all over the place then. You, you mean the, the Halloween remake where, like, everyone shouts at each other? Yeah, and it's, like, it, like, feels like it all, Haddonfield is all, like, within, like, a really dirty trailer park. <laughs> uh, I, I, I think we've talked about this before, but I do like Halloween 
Rob Zombie's Halloween too. It's such a weird movie. Me but too. I respect it's, it. It's existentially out there. He goes space age with it, and it's really cool. Like all the white horse stuff. He's uh, he stabs a guy to death in the face to the Moody Blues Knights in White Satin. Like there's so much stuff going on in that movie that is like like stand up and cheer. Yeah. I, you know, I I have my issues with a lot of Rob Zombie movies, and namely like Thirty One and Three uh, Three from Hell. But I'll still applaud where he's making stuff that works. Like I, I'm still a champion of Lords of Salem. I I really like that film. I don't I don't know what it is about it, but it's like an original idea from him that freaking works to me. Yeah, I'm not I'm not gonna probably be the first person super motivated to put any Rob Zombie movie on a list of mm-hmm. cover on here. But yeah, so we're not we're not talking about the monsters then. Uh, no, no. Very likely okay. not. It's very likely not. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Rob Zombie. Um. <laughs> uh, okay. Best line in this movie. Oh, this is rough. Oh yeah, I think for this one, I just put down the stereotypical prom night dialogue line, which is, "It's not who you come with; it's who takes you home." <laughs> yeah. Which I think is in. The only thing that connects all of the Prom Night movies, including the sequels, together from what I have seen on the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> yeah, I think, like, Alex, his, like, one little fucking line of exposition at the end of the movie, where he says, I know they did, and they killed her, they killed her, Robin, Robin. You're like, oh, okay. That's, like, literally the only piece of exposition we're going to get in this. Great. And it's literally <laughs> the last like line from Alex before he dies. The stupid line of Kim though, women in love coming through. Yeah. <laughs> Ugh, like what? This yeah. script is fucking awful. Yeah. Um Yeah. Or uh Alex say to Robin, like when they're having the flashback scene, they don't want you in their game. <laughs> Yeah, this is not an award-winning screenplay by any stretch. <laughs> Principal by day, disco king by night. And this movie oh, was made around that dance floor. I gotta Again. wonder where the fuck that school got the budget for that dance floor. Like, right? I needed that line of exposition of somebody being like, "How's going to score the school afford this uh, floor?" And then someone's like, "Oh, uh, Brian's dad donated it or something. <laughs> it just makes no fucking sense. No, they even have a, a, a scene where where Jamie Lee Curtis is testing it out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, like, they loved this floor. I think it was like a new technology of the time. And they're like, ooh, yeah. let's sell it. Like, it's a commercial for this light-up dance floor. Oh, they should have made the dance floor haunted and made the dance floor kill people on prom night. That, that would have been amazing. See? There you go. There you go, Paul. <laughs> and then all the sequels could have fe- uh, uh, featured the, the stance floor, just carry it forward into the future and have it's it just a- continue killing people. So the pitch is, it's about this light-up dance floor that also moonlights as a psychotic gynecologist. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted... Oh, God. The of this movie, like going behind the scenes on Saturday Night Fever and just dismantling the light up floor from just taking pieces away. Yeah, 
<laughs> Stallone's like, no, I still need that for staying alive. I'm making a sequel. Uh, best performance. Mm, Jamie Lee Curtis, but it's still not great. It's not her at all. No, at all. No, Terror Train's even better. Yeah, I will say like it's or the Fog. Her, her and Leslie Nielsen are like the two best actors in this. But I would give it to Jamie Lee Curtis as at least she's more interesting. Leslie Nielsen is so fucking boring in this. Like, he's not funny at all. He doesn't bring any of his stuff <laughs> from his... That'd be so weird. It's like, I know it's Leslie Nielsen, but I was like, that's not Leslie Nielsen. Like, I thought he what could have he... been a little funnier. Or like, <laughs> had a little bit more, I don't know, just vibaciousness to his... What if he just came in as Frank Drebin? And he was just yeah. his fucking naked gun character. That would also be great. It's like, why is there... That would have made this movie better. Why is your dad such a fucking idiot? <laughs> and he's like, whoa, whoa! <laughs> no wonder your, your, your sister died. <laughs> like, like, God as a father is just totally irresponsible. Uh, <laughs> uh, this would have been the air- airplane era too, right? Because he would have yeah. done airplane, I think, a year later. What a classic. Do you think when he was uh, doing press for a plane, someone's like, how do you, how does this compare to your role in prom night? He's like, nowhere close. He's, he's like, he's like, excuse me, what's prom night? Yeah. <laughs> what, was, what was that? I don't think I did that movie. He'll just do the Jared Leto whenever anyone brings up Urban Legend. Like, oh, I don't think, I don't know what you're talking about. I never did a movie called Urban Legend. I'm sorry. I don't remember that movie. No, he straight up says he didn't do that movie. And it's like, dude, you're on the fucking cover. Like there's see, I can show you a scene. He's like, nah, I don't know where you got that from. <laughs> I was like, okay, you do Now let me show you the movie Switchback. You're in this one too. Yeah. At least he remembers that he was in Suicide Squad. That uh, <laughs> that deplorable movie. Oh yeah, he was a sleazy club owner in it, wasn't he? Uh yeah yeah. I don't think there was anything beyond that. He was just like a sleazy club owner with like makeup and tattoos. Yeah. I don't think they even gave his character a name, as far yeah. as I remember. Definitely not a known character from the comics. No, no. He just looks like a guy that date rapes people. Yep. <laughs> I mean that's that, and that's Jared Leto as the character that he plays in that movie. It looks even more so. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, best kill. I put the shock beheading. <laughs> you get the <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> And it even makes the sound oh, yeah. when it happens. It's like, uh, that's not even an axe sound. Like, what is this? It was great when the head just, like, rolls onto the stage. <laughs> it's just, just And the, the varied reactions to it. There's, like, shock. There's, like, silent screams. And then when Jamie Lee Curtis and What's-A-Name run by it, they just kind of, like, look down at it. It's like, oh. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh, it's oh, a that's head. There. That's there. Oh, neat. <laughs> And it landed so perfectly. Oh, yeah. Like, that was, uh, that worked very well for him. That's how heads roll. Yeah. Well, and and it's such a clean cut. Like, are we to believe that this high school kid has enough strength with what looks to be not a super sharp axe to just do a clean cut like that? No, he looks like a fucking wiener. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm not. I don't want to shame anybody's body type, especially because I kind of like reside in there. But he's not scary. He looks like a beanpole 
that decided to put on like a black turtleneck, black pants, and a and a, and a ski mask. Yeah. And he's not scary. There's like, one scene in particular where he's chasing, I believe it's Wendy, through a classroom. Mm-hmm. And the way that he's moving through that classroom made me actually laugh because it's like he can't quite figure out how to gracefully go around and look <laughs> menacing. So, nope. he's, yeah, he looks like a high schooler there. Like, he really looks like a high schooler. It's really good. <laughs> what I do want to say just entertains me to no end is the fact that the guy that had his head cut off in that scene uh on his imdb he has the still image of his of the dead head just (laughs) as his imdb photo and i'm like you know what power to you you're not gonna get yeah work from that but i applaud you for just being like what what should be my my best foot forward photo for my imdb ah yes the scene where my head was just on a flashing dance or disco <laughs> stage and, and it's like anticlimactic because what was lou's plan yeah what was his plan there like he hijacked the prom king thing like okay so like i, I i'm confused to what the what the what the full plan was before he got kind of um no pun intended cut short yeah um <laughs> <laughs> like I don't even understand what what he what his idea was. He's like the dumbest bully in existence. Yeah. Yeah, and that's um, exactly the smartest. Oh, go ahead. No. Oh, I was just gonna say honorable mention for best kill goes to poor innocent slick who uh who exploded in his van <laughs> off of the cliff. Um who had absolutely nothing to do with anything that happened in this movie, but he still gets roasted, unfortunately. So uh rip slick. Which yeah. follows my, my I, I'll say my favorite death in it was just her getting stabbed, I guess, in the head. When he, oh. when the killer opens up the doors, because you yeah. don't see. She just pull, he just pulls the body down and just starts stabbing. So I'm going to assume that it's to the head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I was like, ooh, that's ugly looking. I'll go with that. There is some, like, semi-gnarly kills in this. Like, they're not the best by any stretch. I think most movies around this time were doing better kills than this, but mm-hmm. they were better than I was expecting. Like, yeah, Wendy getting like axed four times—that was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Decapitation, and yeah, like there was some stuff in this that was actually better than I was expecting. To be honest, um, even Alex getting like hit in the head with the axe, and he still just kind of manages to like stumble out uh, <laughs> into the entrance. I'm like. You're probably not even making it that far, but kudos. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, dumbest decision. Uh, not having security at your prom. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, I think I think the only character who survives who was part of the first incident with Robin was the guy who didn't pick up the phone and didn't open his locker to see his picture inside of it. So my uh, dumbest decision is anyone in this movie picking up the phone. Yeah, that, that would also be a good one too, yeah, because had you just missed a call, you could have probably still been alive. Yeah, he didn't know what the fuck was going on right up until the end, whereas apparently everyone else was like already having weird shit happening and meanwhile he's like oblivious to it all. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 
also, you know, mostly this movie had on-screen kills, which, again, for the time is actually kind of impressive. Most movies around this time would have probably just been, like, off-screen kills. And I, when this movie started, I was like, oh, man, I bet you they're going to have a bunch of off-screen kills. They're just going to, like, show you the aftermath. Uh, but there was only one. And I'm like, why is there only one off-screen kill? Like, just commit to the bit. Just have that nurse show her getting killed on screen. Why did you have to have the one kill off screen could have just shown it would have been easy enough to do but they didn't do that mm. um all right i think it's time to give this movie a score what's everyone thinking for a score i'm gonna give this one a three mm. it's just it's the the entertaining stuff in the movie is just not enough to make up for the the whole film and it's only an hour and a half and it's just it's just rough <laughs> it just really is and it just the dance floor thing just constantly just makes me laugh and not enough leslie nielsen and not enough good jamie lee curtis in this yeah it's an hour and a half and they could have easily cut like 20 minutes of this movie and it's still it would have felt a bit tighter um, it wasn't just the dancing. There were other scenes in this movie that I was like, are we still on this? Can we move on now? I get the point. Um, and yeah, the, it, it felt like, I mean, I've read a little bit of the behind the scenes where the the serial killer stuff, I guess, was kind of put in last minute on the request of someone in production, I guess. And so it just feels a little all over the place and disjointed and like why is there so much happening that doesn't actually get resolved in the end like what actually happened with the serial killer at the end he apparently is back and yet he's not the one who is actually killing people here so what the fuck is going on with him like anyway uh, and i don't know I, I i was a little bit charmed by how disco this movie was but they didn't really it, like, they could have focused on the disco so much more and it would have been a bit campier and more fun. So I think I'm going to give this a five because it just kind of felt like it didn't have a point. Yeah, that's that's fair. Uh, I'm slightly more generous than you, Taylor. I'm going to give this <laughs> a seven. Uh, Ooh! Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I thought the kills were kind of cool and whatever. The disco ball or the disco stage was... Very visually interesting thing, but I don't know. There's a lot about this movie that just didn't work. I don't know. I feel like I'm probably being a bit too generous. I'm like, mm, I could even give this a six, and I would be fine with that too. But I'll stick with a seven. Whatever. It's, uh, yeah. There and even the central mystery. I know, Steve. You said you saw it coming. I mm-hmm. again, I was under the influence of marijuana, so <laughs> did, not, did not see that coming, but. Uh, yeah, I was like, okay, that that's an interesting enough central mystery. And then when it was revealed, I was like, okay, that that makes sense. Yeah, the brother would definitely have some motivation. Again, I could have used a little bit more, like maybe one scene where he maybe describes more of what's going on. I don't know, maybe they could have revealed him a bit earlier too and mm-hmm. had that, but eh, whatever. I mean, for a Canadian-made slasher movie in 1980, it's not as terrible as I thought it would be. Hmm. Okay. Uh, Steve, where can people find you on the internet? Yeah, I'm on Twitter, Instagram, and Letterboxd and Threads under the, the Steeple Dead. 
Uh, you can follow my website, stevestebbing.ca. I put up a video every week uh, telling you what the hell you should watch. Uh, so subscribe to my YouTube channel because I need to pump those numbers up a lot, a lot, a lot. <laughs> um, and uh, you can also find me on the shiftheads.ca. You can also find that Facebook group, and that's me doing stuff with uh, Shane Hewitt. Uh, you can also check out my other podcast, After the Credits uh and not related to horror but i'm starting a music blog that should be released uh, next week nice cool well taylor where can people find you on the internet um mainly on instagram under the username techronomicon uh every so often i update my letterbox with uh movie scores and things like that under the username cersianic and at the moment that's pretty much it uh, yeah, I'm over at threeingernerds.com where you're maybe even listening to this. Uh, you can also find me on that hashtag show. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Find me on Twitter, film critic Kurt. Uh, you're probably going to be outraged by my film opinions, but you know what? That's what social media is for, for disagreeing with people. So, um, cool. Well, until next time, when we talk about Hello, Mary Lou, Prom Night 2. Bye for now.